So what do you reckon you were in your past lives? Whether you believe in that or not, create a narrative here. Past lives, MJK, what were the things you were doing? When did you exist? <laughs> Shaman. Yeah, explain. I was, I was the guy that people came to and I picked the, the most exotic mushrooms for him to enjoy. <laughs> they would go on a trip. They'd what be year all are we like, talking here? I don't know. Let's let's go when the, the the planes were long and you know the sky was blue and there was a lot of that going on. Oh damn! I definitely wasn't of this country. I know that much. I don't feel at home here. <laughs> don't feel comfortable here. You could have multiple past lives too. No, I reckon I'd be. I reckon definitely the one I'd probably be most down with would be I don't know some kind of Peruvian shaman. Yeah. Nice. That's the only one I can fully commit to. And I'm going to assume at some point, you know, I was just uh, someone's favorite dog. <laughs> True. We're not ruling out the fact you could have been an animal at I one point. I just relate too much to those guys, you mm-hmm. know. They have a good time. They wag their tails. You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. about you? I'm going to assume you were some hyperactive, like, spider monkey or something. <laughs> I was spider woman. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Specifically, I was the inspiration for Madame Webb or Madame or Madame. Whatever. I'd say Madame, but... Yeah, yeah. I know. I even though the spelling, <laughs> uh, I was a DJ I was thinking in the nineties. That oh, gross! Actually, nineties. I was actually alive. So hang on, yeah, true. <laughs> that doesn't work. Nah, I was definitely. I want to say I was a witch. Hold up, explain. Just because I want to be. <laughs> okay, charmed. That's it. Charmed. I'm you sure. watch that show and you're like, oh my god, I want to be one of the that sisters. was me back And then then. I was a vampire slayer. <laughs> Buffy, it's all checking out. <laughs> yeah. And then a DJ, just because I want to make people dance. I want to be the people they look up to, like, yeah, she's playing those tunes. They're going to go request yeah, that's something. It. It's just like, yeah, you're mm. not making them dance. It's the music that they press play on. Or that's what I, I was call like DJs. in a metal band, which I is why I like metal play. so much now. Potential? Potential. Like. Are we talking like just like a late 70s, early 80s? Yeah, the has infancy early 80s. of metal? Like we're talking more like thrash and shit? Oh, nah, not thrash. Just early 80s metal, like in the band. Don't have to be the singer. I could have been the drummer. That's let's where say I had, energy Let's say from. I had more rhythm <laughs> in the yeah. past and I was a drummer for a metal band. So I've gone from witch to a vampire a slayer, slayer to, to a, a DJ a... to the drummer of a metal band. In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes... Jade and MJK come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. Bonjour. Bonsoir. Bonsoir, comment tu t'appelles? Uh, Chateau. <laughs> Je m'appelle Jade Marie Ambler. Je m'appelle for you, MJK. I'm Mathieu Jean Cassie. <laughs> and I am Jade Marie. Jade, Jade Marie, Marie. Ambler. Oh, apparently, ça va? Apparently, ça va. Mm. Apparently, um, Ambler is French. I'm like, um, sure I'm sixth generation Irish, but okay. Ambler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not to be confused with anything else. Welcome to uh, season 11, you episode the... 4. We've got another podcast. You've got the the witching vampire slayer and yep. the, the dog shaman. <laughs> you need some Represent. mushrooms. Come see me and about and then I'll play three in my band ago. and you can just be absorbed by your your new. It'll either be the most terrifying thing ever, or I'll feel at peace, being that metal is kind of aggressive. <laughs> 
Yeah, we need some zen. The acu- we'll do the acoustic set. Just hey, that actually sounds pretty cool. I like, right. I like me a good uh, sign us up. MTV unplugged style. Ooh, yeah, that's a whole segment right there we could discuss. But uh, <laughs> we'll save that for another time because today we're going to be discussing. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> we'll save that for another. Okay. The ginseng. Okay, TV in. host Jade. Oh, God. This is, uh, Great I'm to looking have here. You. This is how you know we're excited because it's too loud. Um, I don't know, today we're going to be discussing <clears throat> seasons one of Echo and. I uh, will just echo limited series yeah we will never see spotlight if yeah. you will discuss we'll never that see further her in a again ever ah never say never we'll see fisky boy or willie <laughs> every time he came on the screen i was like what you doing willie we'll willie style and now we're going to discuss season one of monarch legacy of monsters a little bit as well so uh let's get straight into it <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, Rocky, rock, rock, rock. Yeah, good to see you, friend. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, right. Wait, wait. I need to do the action. Rock crushes your scissors. They're out of commission until next time when we rock, paper, scissors. I don't like to lose, man. Taking you all the way to a drive by. Blah, blah, blah. Just rock, paper, scissors your life away. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but that does mean you need to share with us what you've watched in the last week since our most recent podcast. All right, starting with a Fincher film, which I had not seen, that I watched with you, starring Ben Affleck, Roseman Pike, Carrie Coon, and Mike Neil Patrick Harris. I was going to say Doogie Howser, but you got there before I did. Thank yep. you. And Tyler Perry. And Tyler Perry. Cheers to that cast. Yeah. I, um... Had quite yeah cheers yeah good get your ginger down sunshine. Uh, I enjoyed this movie. I'm surprised it somehow didn't get spoiled for me. Right, that's what the, I was hoping it wasn't in the ten years it's been out. Yeah. But I didn't trust that bitch from the start. Mm. And then when mm-hmm. everything was and you shouldn't have. And when everything was unraveling, I had nothing but sympathy for Ben. So I don't know if that's you know just me you know bros before hoes. No, or whatever. that's where the sympathy should but be. It was, but it was justified. And really good movie. Mm. It was, and yeah, I didn't expect to get as many little chuckles and enjoy certain parts of it as much as I did. And it's what, like, hour and a half? Sorry, two and a half hour movie. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Kind of flew by. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's so full on, very interesting characterization. And, and when you basically get in real time introduced to Rose Roseman Pike, yeah, Roseman Pike's character, mm. it's like a good hour plus already yeah. into the movie so yeah because previous like, scenes are all flashbacks yeah yeah and that was an observation i had i was like we haven't seen her perspective yet this is uh, keep it cool is it MJK, keep it cool yeah like but anyway yeah it's a great it. sort of whodunit mystery thriller dark mystery thriller and she got what she wanted in the end but in a different way so it just, which is great which is what i like because well, it's not not great in terms of no one should live that life or do what she did but in terms of turning cinema and narrative and hollywood on its head it was intriguing she's the worst kind of human very good movie well done finch very well portrayed and uh also it was a young boyd holbrook in that movie i was just like oh, hey right. that guy looks like boyd holbrook and then <laughs> Next hey, that is boyd holbrook i like when he pops up and stuff you know i like me some boyd holbrook 
Uh, I rewatched Under Siege and Under Siege Two I for did some notice reason that. with Steven Seagal. It, <laughs> on binge. It started off with me like I was making dinner. I was like, I'm just gonna put something on in the background, mm. and then I just kept watching. I love Tommy Lee Jones in that movie. Gary Busey as well, great villains in that film. Finally finished The Sopranos yet again, season six or the final season as it's known in some circles. Another great watch. I'll honestly probably start watching it again at some point this year of course you will 25th anniversary this year yeah and it's really upsetting me they're they're, um doing like 25 second clip episodes on tiktok to celebrate that's not a celebration that's a massacre look what Mm -hmm. you did to my boy you don't you have no idea how many kids will i'll say have you seen this film and they'll go yeah i go oh really where'd you watch i'm like they say tiktok TikTok, which is only scenes it's not a whole film or in chronological order none of the above and I'm going, oh, you really haven't seen it. You know of it and you've seen a teaser for it, if you will. But that's as bad as far as you can go. This is why I hate the the idea of the youth. They're going to be, you know, mm. running the world at some point in, in the next 30 years. Yeah. These, these kids. Yeah. Little scatterbrains. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Get out of here. You think TikTok's a movie theater? Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. Little dirty fucks. All right. Mr. Robot season four is over, son. Uh-huh. I was wondering if you'd finish that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I got lost for a little while because I didn't have anything to watch that I was excited for. Can so relate. I uh, started rewatching Agents of Shield, but I haven't finished that season yet. But we'll get to it. Damn. It's very obviously TV. Yeah. It's very network. Yeah. I don't remember it being so. Had network. it not been network, it might have been a less less CW like, if you will. I no, it's not um, CW, but I'm just. It's either NBC or something like that. Yeah. So it, it even looks, worse. Looks like yeah, correct. <laughs> it looks like it's got a decentish enough budget. The writing's good. Yeah. The writing's good to sorry, okay to good. Sometimes really good. And there were some good action sequences in that. But that's the thing to me. That's what looks really TV. Mm. Like it's and it's kind of just like look at this spin kick. You know, that's, you know, where Thor's got a hammer and he's flying. You're like, whoa, where this? It's just like, okay. this is the high point of the action. Yeah. Anyway, not hating it. <laughs> Mr. Robot, season four, it's over. Yes, oh, that's yeah. what I was okay. trying to say. Shed a tear. It was really good. Mm. If you ever get around to watching it. On stand. If you have any interest. Yeah, it's also on Binge now. I just oh, noticed. Right. Yeah. Echo, that's our, that's our thing. We'll talk that's about that our later. thing. Watch the season two of the animated series Spider-Man. On the Disney, and uh, last night you and I watched Magnolia. Correct, P.T. Anderson. Yes, right. That's what. Well, that's how he's credited in that. Well that's done, right. Paul Thomas. I really. That was my first time ever watching it. Same. And I really enjoyed it. Nineteen ninety-nine. I won't say how we watched it. You can't access it on any streaming services. In- you can buy the international Blu-ray, and that's how we watched it. Because Jade's, she's uh, in her holidays. She's been doing some mad ordering, just what you know, packing out the, the collection. And you know what arrives this week? I was kind of hoping it was today, so we could watch it tonight. Training Day on Blu-ray. You've seen that before, though, right? But when it came out, so, so and only once. Interesting. <laughs> exactly. That that was in my rotation for a while as something I would comfortably watch a lot. Correct, and it came up in that. In fact, I could discuss it now as part of my previously watched. I watched most parts of an SBS doco on SBS Demand. It's literally just called The Movies. Mm -hmm. But Tom Hanks is executive producer. And so it's very credible and has it's decent quality. And it's got interviews with Who's Who of Hollywood talking about the films of each decade. So I watched episode four on the 80s. 
the next step on the 90s and the last step on 2000s to today. And Training Day was one of the gazillion films they mention and discuss that um, I was like, oh, yeah, I need oh, – where can I access that? I want it in my collection, my Blu-ray collection, which y'all have probably seen in the background featured in my – TikTok in our TikTok. Denzel, Ethan Hawke, one of those movies. Eva Mendez, and I was just gonna say it's one of those movies where it's basically just two guys in a yeah, car, which yeah. is uh, kind of like End of Watch. Well, I was gonna say it's a it's a huge thing from David Ayer. Mm-hmm. Like it, a lot of the movies he's written and or directed, he's only he only wrote Training Day, didn't direct it. Right. Um, it's you know a couple of pals in a vehicle whatever and then you know you got movies like fury where it's in know, a tank yeah take it take the car up put a tank right in. but yeah we're gonna watch the shit out of training day when it arrives. i know i was like there's still time but being uh, the afternoon on a monday i don't think it's coming today so yeah keen to re-watch that when it does arrive i watched a film called pain hustlers which is on netflix and it came out the very end of 2023 featuring emily blunt and Chris Evans and a bunch of other people, including Catherine O'Hara, um, who basically come up with a, a business that sells GPs, psychiatrists, etc., a new type of opioid-like drug uh, for cancer patients that has it? genuine effects but um, is being pitched to them um, in the wrong way for the wrong reasons. And it's about these literal hustlers who are just trying to make bank and sell a product even though they don't know everything about it and it's based on a true story and very real in that sense and real people who are sentenced in varying degrees uh, by the end of the film but I thought it was pretty good Um, kind of is what it is and I love those two cast members our two leads so of course I was going to check that out eventually and you're a huge whore for Andy Garcia yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the usual suspects. Damn right. Gone Girl, as you've already mentioned, David Fincher. That was released in 2014, by the way, and also cannot be streamed anywhere. So you're gonna have to get um, purchase the Blu-ray, like I did. Like Jade did. Thank you very much. And you were like, I wasn't. I didn't say, hey, I'd really like to watch that film. Jade said, told me. She was like, we're watching this tonight. Yeah. And I was like, nah. And then I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll do it. Hey. Fincher, Fincher. Fincher, exactly. He's the ca- he's the um, the calling card. Oh, I don't know what the phrase is. I was I'm not telling thinking. you when we were watching it that yes. the trailers and stuff for it made it seem so much darker and like, I don't know if it was a deliberate misdirect being all like, this guy killed his wife. Like, mm, I just, mm. just remember from trailers. I'm like, I don't need to see that movie. Right. At all. I know. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's tricky. Because, yeah, how do you get them to watch it otherwise knowing, knowing yeah, the twist? Yeah, because you're not going to give it away. The only thing is it was based on a book by Gillian, or Gillian Flynn. Yeah, but let's be honest. Who reads books? Me. Uh, you know what I mean? And it was the first film. Did you film, read the book, though? No, but I, it was the first film Hollow Sunshine had done uh, with Reese Witherspoon. Um, and so people who had read the book would have known the twists and the turns, and that's maybe how they got initial audiences in there and then of course just word of mouth and nominations for like Roseman's performance and stuff but um, yeah. yeah check be- it out before she was in Saltburn and now that's where Saltburn like, hey. <laughs> um, I watched a 1983 film called Silkwood which features Meryl Streep Kurt Russell and Cher as our three leads who work in a chemical plant and um, slowly but surely a couple of them are Dead. contaminated um, but on purpose 
then this whole debauchery begins where Meryl's character um, is not only externally exposed to the chemicals, and this is all based on a true story and a true woman, by the way, um, but internally is... Um, Rotting from the inside out. Yeah. So she's kind of a ticking time bomb, but she's trying to expose the warehouse um, for all the things that it's doing wrong before she is taken over by inevitably lung cancer. Um, so I don't, why did I watch it? Again, yeah, you, you can't stream it anywhere, so it was the old um, VPN download anybody. Uh, Meryl Streep, firstly, that's a drawing card. And there it is. The image just came to me. It was one of the films that they mentioned in the episode of the movies, Doco series. Right. Okay, and it was cool. it was mentioned specifically because at that point they were discussing Meryl Streep's run in the early 80s where she's getting Oscar nom after Oscar nom and wins for the following year for Sophie's Choice. So, and then um, you got bros like me who in the early 90s only knew her from The River Wild, yeah. which is a fun movie. Also, Kevin Bacon, John C. Riley. Nice. Yeah. That is good. It is a good movie. Um. So, yeah, anyway, it was not that great. I'm sure it was more important at the time. How hard was it for you to look at being that it was in the, oh, the early 80s? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I did struggle with the age of it, but um, the performances are very good. Uh and, yeah, I like seeing Cher act because I haven't watched any of her earlier stuff and I want to watch Moonstruck. Have you seen Mask? Yes. Yeah. I was yeah. Say, I have killer. seen that. Grandma Sam Elliott, Cher. Fucking yeah, very good. Sad, sad, sad film. Eric Holtz. Um, Eric Holtz? Eric Holtz. Yeah, that rings a bell. What is his name? Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Stoltz. Thank you for the, the correction. Original Marty McFly. Now, the only other... <laughs> The only other thing on here that we haven't already mentioned or isn't in the feature is season two of Vigil. You can watch it on Binge. It's only six episodes. Serene Jones and Rose Leslie return, this time not on a submarine, but specifically with... It's not the Air Force, so it's just the the military there Rose in England. Leslie. Rose Leslie. That doesn't from, sound like a real name. That's the redhead chick from Game of Thrones Good who's point. married to Kit Harrington. The babe. The babe. <laughs> Her name Rose Leslie. I'm pretty sure it is. Can you confirm for me? Vigil. I'm just going to go there. Vigil. V-I-G-I-L. Man, great first season. I've mentioned on the podcast previously to have Serene Jones' character as DCSI Silver working on a submarine to solve a murder. Um, obviously, everyone's refined, so she's got to basically narrow down who the killer is. Um, and this time it's, yeah, set in set in the military. It's set on land. Um and yeah, a nice whodunit twists and turns, who can we trust sort of concept. So that was quite enjoyable. I watched that with Roy and Beck. Funny story about Rose Leslie. Side note, in the first season, a couple of apps in, it took me a while to click. I'm like, this bitch pregnant. She's wearing very big baggy shirts. Right. She's standing behind a desk quite often. It's kind of what her character needs to do in her investigations anyway. And then I look it up, I'm like, yep, she in fact was pregnant, but they hid it. Next minute, season two comes around. She's I'm going, pregnant. That bitch still pregnant. <laughs> no, she's pregnant again, but they wrote it into the show this time, so they could let it show. I'm going, how is every time they do a season of visual, Kit and Rose are having a baby? Uh, so you definitely think he knocked her up? <laughs> Conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. You never know. So, um, yeah, that was my uh, little playlist for the last week. Um, so, yeah, let's get into some French. I mean, friends, trivia. Bonsoir. Mm. 
Je m'appelle Mathieu Casey. Nah, messing with you. This ain't no French trivia. This is Friends trivia, also known as Jade and, and Janice's, Janice's Day of Fun. Alrighty, gang. We got some trivia questions here. There's 60 seconds on the clock. Jade needs to answer as many questions as she can in that 60 seconds. The timer starts at the end of the first question. I gotta be honest, I've read through some of these. Gave me a chuckle already because I know the answer to some of them. <laughs> oh, so okay. I reckon we're I'm in excited. For, you you listening at home, see if you can guess before me. Alrighty. Or and see if you can score me. <laughs> let's let's get go. This party started. What do the rest of the gang resort to eating whilst Ross and Rachel fight over his night with Chloe? The leg wax. Who intercepts a tranquilizer dart to save Marcel from animal control? That's a, it's Phoebe in slow motion. Phoebe plays what object during a game of rock, paper, scissors? Ah, water balloon. <laughs> Rachel feigns a work problem to get Joey oh. to talk to her again after he tells her he loves her. What is it? Something about her boss wants to buy her baby. <laughs> <laughs> what started the fire at Phoebe and Rachel's apartment? They thought it might have been Phoebe's candles, but I think it's the hair straightener. What was Phoebe's worst Thanksgiving ever? Oh, something from like the 1800s. Well, okay. Yeah. While a order- past life. There you go. Tie in. Whilst ordering a pizza mid-flight, of what ingredient does Rachel add oh, an extra portion? Just chop them up and put them right in there. Anchovies. How do Rachel and Monica know Louisa from Animal Control? Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure they went to high school with her. What element of Thanksgiving dinner did Monica cook in Joey and Rachel's oven the year everyone Time. was late? That's the most questions we've ever gotten through, I think. Vegetables. Mm, want to elaborate? Not that I know the answer. Brussels sprouts. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's see how we went. Feel like pretty my good? Highest, yeah, I think I got six last time. We've done this twice now, three times now. And I think... We just got through nine questions. Oh, so there's the wow. chance. You've gotten used to reading on the microphone. Well, and also I actually did, you know, I read them beforehand, ah, so I didn't bamboozle strategy. myself. Strategy. Yes. Alrighty. So what go. do the rest of the gang resort to eating whilst Rachel and Ross fight over the night with Chloe? You I answered. said the wax that they went in yelling about. And organic leg wax. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. I'm going to do a little tally here on my paper. You know, we should have done that always. Yeah. Just how to we, be really accurate. How we just now are thinking we will count. Ah, oh, you know, we like to live on the edge. Damn right. Who intercepts the tranquilizer dart to save my Phoebe in slow motion. It actually says slow motion. just says Phoebe, but oh. whatever. <laughs> whatever. Phoebe. God bless. All right. I'm just giving you the visual. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Phoebe plays what object? You said water balloon in the... Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Joey does fire. Rachel fans and work problem. Now, I, this, this is, is where the, you had a chuckle. This was the one I was talking <laughs> it's about. It's so stupid. Because but how, Joey believes it. In the episode, how aggressive. You're, I'm going to go down there. Yeah. And then when the guy apologizes, you know, like mm, if mm. at any point you think I tried to buy your Purchase bed, your baby. That's it. So that her boss wants to buy her baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's four. How do they get away with this stuff? All right. <laughs> Uh, what times. started the fire at Phoebe and Rachel's Definitely apartment? Definitely the hair straightener, right? Cor- hair straighteners, plural. Ooh, plural. Ding, ding, ding. What was Phoebe's worst Thanksgiving ever? You said something, something about the 1800s, like something in her past. Okay, so here we go. Oh, the one she it's had in her answer. past life in okay. 1862 as oh, her arm was blown off <laughs> I remember the tending visuals. the wounded yeah, yeah, during yeah. the Civil War. I remember the visual now. Can't give you that, but, no. you know, I was halfway credit. there. I was on, on the way. 
Whilst ordering pizza mid-flight, what ingredient did Rachel anchovies? Anchovies. Yep. Just chop them up and put them right in there, she How says. How do Rachel... An- Is that why you like anchovies? Because you know... <laughs> No, no tie. No connection there. Okay. <laughs> Just a nice coinky dink. That's coincidence. Joincidence with a C. Thank you, Jade. That's a callback to a Thank previous you. episode slash Thank you friends. for listening and remember. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> so genuine. How do Rachel and Monica know Louisa from Animal Control? High school. They attended Lincoln High School together. Yes. Well done. That's All six. Right. Here we go. We're definitely probably going to break the barriers here. Mm. What element of Thanksgiving dinner did... Oh, that's why I said Brussels sprouts in the end. Let's have a look here. The Brussels sprouts. The Brussels sprouts. Oh, Jade. I got seven. You've just made history. Well done. Thank you very much. Here we are. We're we're just making all kinds of people happy with your seven answers. Mostly me because that's a number I dig. Yeah. That's my scale right there. That's a lucky number, son. Now you got seven to live up to. Hopefully I can read questions fast enough so you can get that shit. And that's the end of Jade and Janice's <laughs> Day of Fun. Have you got it there on the screen? Hold up. I'm just getting it up. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> also, that's what he probably said to Man, her. I used to say that so often. <laughs> Sometimes I say it in the classroom. I'm like, mm, probably should have said that, but I get a few chuckles, so it's worth it. Are we? Are these these kids not year eights or whatever? <laughs> no, they are sometimes. Oh, God, these poor children. <laughs> so <coughs> so the, the thing I just got up for all the ladies. <laughs> um, so Twitter follow, X follow, whatever you want to call, at mm, the Bradster 007. So fancies himself a bit of a James <laughs> Bond, I guess. Uh, put out a sick thread the other day of 2000s Marvel movies that were announced but never happened. And he put up about 18, but I'm just going to schmooze through the ones I found most interesting. So um, Iron Man was originally touted for a 2005 release, not with... Robert Downey Jr. with someone called <coughs> Oh, it was Odette Fair from you know the the, the guy from the Mummy and uh, Bruce yeah. B- Deuce Bigelow Male Gigolo? Yeah. That was gonna be Iron Man. Really? That was gonna be Tony Stark. Sheesh. Yeah, I think he was also in one of the Resident Evil movies. Yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Never ha- a lot of these just were like they would get to, you know, pre production yep. or even to the point of start filming and then they'd just be like, nah. So Wow. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was signed on to play a character called Deathlock, whom I'm not even oh. familiar with. And no, that, not at all. That was meant to be 2004. So clearly Kevin Feige and him have you know had some kind of relationship for a long time. Guillermo del Toro was going to do Doctor Strange Whoa. back in 2007. This was around when he was doing um, Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an Iron Fist movie in the works. Ended up just being the TV show. There was the hands of Shang-Chi in the works for early 2000s. Instead of Ten Rings. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? They didn't do the more diverse stuff. Even with the casting of the, all those pe- um, actors and directors was much more diverse um, until a much later. But right. Yeah. Right. And you think about the stuff that was made. Um, Nick Fury was in production, but this is the white Nick Fury from the 70s. I'm just showing Jade ah, a picture for perspective. He looks like a member of Fantastic Four. Yeah, well, I think that doesn't work for him at all. No. But yeah, this was Leader of S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess, in the comics. S.H.I.E.L.D. Ooh. used to be blue. There was going to be a Daredevil 2, Ben Affleck. 
Right. There was going to be a Fantastic Four 3, but seeing Silver Surfer bombed so bad, that didn't happen. There was meant to be a standalone a Silver Surfer movie, which didn't go because that movie bombed so bad. There was supposed to be a huge crossover movie with the X-Men, the Spider-Man, the oh. Fantastic Four. but this, Which was all the original non-MCU Correct. So stuff. it was essentially going to be like, you know, and it was supposed to have like a Civil War storyline. But obviously that never happened for whatever reason. Here's the one that I wanted to talk about because I thought you'd be most interested in it. 2004, a solo Black Widow film was greenlit. (laughs) Who do you think they had playing Natasha? Okay, I like this. This is trivia, but a quiz. But I want to play it like 21 questions almost because it could be anyone. (gasps) Uh, So, um, yeah, you know, let's. uh, are they the same age as Scarjo? So think 2004. (sighs) Who was Charlie's Theron? Same same world, I guess. Same age bracket. Think. Who right. was kind I need of... some clues, but not too obvious. Okay, yeah, but who was kind of doing the only woman kind of doing action movies around that time? Mila Jokovic, Rod, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, okay. Kate Beckinsale, a Hollywood A-lister doing action movies. At that Angelina point. Jolie. Correct. Ugh. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> no, <laughs> so please. So you're happy it didn't happen, probably. There was supposed to be a Punisher two. Uh, for the Thomas Jane one, not the one they ended up doing with the bloke who's... Oh, yeah. Uh, there was meant to be Spider-Man 4 with Tobes. Toby mm, Maguire. Okay, that makes sense. Standalone Luke Cage movie, standalone Namor movie, and I remember this being in production. So he was the bad dude in Wakanda Forever. Oh, yes, yep. He's been referenced, like, casually through um, a lot of Marvel movies in Phase 1, 2, 3, 4, etc. And he was supposed to get a movie in the fucking early 2000s. I like ah, the character, and yeah. I remember it being rumoured, and I just remember going, I like this guy. It was meant to be a Hulk 2 with um, Eric Banner's Hulk. Yep. Runaways was meant to be a movie <gasps> in the early 2008s, but they ended up going with the series. They did a TV series of three seasons, loved it. And there was meant to be a Blade prequel um, to the Blade Trinity, pl- Blade trilogy, so it was meant yep. to be a younger Eric. Would have recast yes. him then for that anyway, reason. Anyway, but yeah, that's yeah, that's that. And I just, I just found it super interesting because I was just like, I remember some of the, like, I specifically remember Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer mm, being mm. announced and never happening. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those never heard of. No. And yeah, by your face, I guess it's <laughs> good we never got a standalone Black <laughs> Widow movie in two thousand and four. Uh, no, absolutely not. Disagree. Um, who was the baddie that you said? Deadlock or something? Deathlock. Deathlock, okay. Couldn't find him in my Marvel encyclopedia, which I didn't is unfortunate. Even, I, I, but like I said, I don't know I, who he is. Yeah. I, I don't even know if he was a goodster or a badster. I got Deathbird, Deathcry. I can show you an image they've got here of the which bro. Which is quite interesting. Uh, where is it? Diamondback. This is great for an audio-only podcast, by the no, way. No, but I was time. just getting my encyclopedia. Well, you guys can... what. You know, grab your phone out, which you're probably already on, and look up this Deathlock. Kind of looks like a mixture of what Terminator, the? Robocop. Jeez, and looks like, like a, yeah, a cyborg from the DC universe yeah. meets a very ugly monster underneath. Hmm. It's like Frankenstein's, yeah. Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, which cyborg basically is, but robots. Stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that, before we move on to Echo. Yeah, Echo. But, that's where we're at. And I've just opened my page. This is pretty funny. Uh, I found Echo in my... Encyclopedia. She falls between two characters. It's alphabetical, obviously. Mm-hmm. And without a lie, she is after Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah, I thought it was Duggan. Dum Dum Duggan. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's one of Dum Dum Duggan. He's one of Steve Rogers' boys. Okay. Like his, alongside Nick his, Fury. His flunkies, yeah. And the person after her is Egghead. Yeah, I remember Egghead. 
I hate what it, kid. the freaking frack, man? But Electra is here, and it's referring to Wilson Fisk. Um, you say Electra or Echo? Sorry, Echo. No, that's okay. No, I might have said I'm, Electra, did I? You did, you did, Shit. but I thought you might have been saying This is me just it. like saying things and not even knowing what I'm saying. So this is why you're here to keep me accountable. Damn right. Boy trouble, fun fact, Maya fell in love with Matt Murdock, not realizing that his alter ego was the man she believed had killed her father. So she falls in love with the lawyer, Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. And Daredevil is the one who kills her father in the original storylines, which is interesting because our Echo from this Marvel Spotlight limited series uh, is connected to Hawkeye. And this is where we uh, met Echo. Uh, but, but, but. Clint Bartram. Clint Bartram. Ronan. Yeah, this is That's right. right. This goes was by when he was a Ronan. Post-Infinity War, where all his family have been wiped out, he's pretty mad. Yes. He's pretty mad. The so blip. The blip. The blip has caused him to go all assassin-like. And uh, he uh, kills Maya, a.k.a. Echo, Maya Lopez's father in the process. Let me ask you something. In that encyclopedia, does it say Maya's a double disabled? That is a great question. Because um, famously, the character she trained of Echo Maya arts. in uh, the, the Hawkeye series and obviously this series, she is missing a leg and she's also deaf and does a lot of signing. You know what? She does not have any of these qualities. So in the original storylines. So, spoiler alert, the powers she gets towards the end is probably what she got in the comics. Yeah, it must be. She's got a hand print painted on her face in the memory of the bloodiest handprint left by a dying father. And after watching another person, Echo can mimic their physical abilities exactly. Um, and then Doctor Strange and the new Avengers once, once stopped Maya from becoming a deadly assassin for the hand. Mm-hmm. So all these sort of things we see in uh, different variations, but she's based in Japan in the comics. Okay, so but she's got that. Um, she's the hand being something that's huge in the Daredevil world. So she was yeah. born by the Daredevil world, I guess. Um, powers. When she was a child, it was thought that Maya had learning difficulties. Uh, this was proved wrong. However, she is deaf. I'm reading that now. Okay. Maya can copy in any action she sees, such as fighting or acrobatics. So yes, she doesn't have. Um, the physical disability so with one leg. So the echo of like in sound being, you know, yeah. echo, echo. It's like Vibration. Someone, someone does something, she does something. That's yeah. kind of like a, a physical echo. Yeah, and that's another way you can explain it. But they explain it differently in the TV series, but we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> we've just watched, I guess you could call it season one, but it is a limited series by Marvel Spotlight of Echo, who I just said before was seen for the first time, somewhat established in the Hawkeye limited series. I got to read some of those reviews too in a minute that I was showing you on IMDb, but hasn't been received so well this series um, for whatever reason. But we did look up what we meant by Marvel Spotlight, which is that it's part of, it's canon, it's part of the MCU, the Marvel Universe, but it's not going to be anywhere else. It's It's not an ongoing series and it's not a movie. Correct. So it's a spotlight limited series. What are other examples we've had of that previously? I don't know, to be yeah. honest with you. Because, uh, I mean... I think not, we're getting others. Not deliberately, I but I'd assume first. Falcon and Winter Soldier was probably... Well, that's coming back for another season, I'm Is pretty it sure. Really? So, but we got we got the new Captain America. He, there's no Falcon anymore unless you got the old guy, the new Falcon. Jesus Christ. Potentially. I'll have to look that up, look it up. Because the new Falcon's like a Latin dude. Forget his name. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is only five episodes, and they all came out at once on Disney+. Plus. So that was up as of last Wednesday, only a few days ago. 
last Wednesday, previous Wednesday. Um, and yeah, it's getting a bit of flack, isn't it, in terms of it's how uh, it's being received? I don't know. You were reading. I just people are just shitting on it unnecessarily because I've only 100%. seen the uh, the Twitterscapes review of it. Yep. And that's only is me. that a little bit better? No, no, no. It's it's just me scrolling past and seeing just people shitting on it. like the fight scene between her and Daredevil. They're like, this is just like corny as and all this. I'm like, it's an action scene in a comic book show. Yep. And to on me, Disney. to me, not only was it okay, it was good. I thought it was great. And the other fight scene she has in the um the roller the rink? skating rink, yeah. yeah. Jeez, that was so good. But yeah, like I. That was all I saw before we even started watching it. Mm, so I was mm, I was actually like, oh, thank you for lowering my expectations because yeah. I actually really enjoyed that fight. Same. And, you know, her getting frustrated with herself when that dude, like, knocked her on her ass and she was like, all right, now I'm going to beat your ass. And, mm, then, you know, mm. and she's like, I'm going to graduate to being a murderer. <laughs> and they did really good casting of her younger self. I think she really looks quite a lot like her. You can and believe that had, was her. Yeah, that resting, like, Rosa face. Yeah, I'll yeah, call yeah. It. So Rosa Diaz it, type yeah, face. I won't call it bitch face. I'll call it resting Rosa face. No, but I did say of the adult Maya Lopez's face that <laughs> just for whatever reason, oh, yeah. I just immediately... <laughs> sympathize with her and care about her and want to know that she's okay um but yeah that first episode was about 50 57 minutes around Mm -hmm. that mark um so quite long because it was going back and forth to prior to the hawkeye episodes to the hawkeye episodes to where is she now william fisk should be dead oh wait he's not and then boom as you said to skusy the next four reps go from that point forth and that's where the stories really begin yeah it's like the first act in a marvel movie where it's like here's the origins Mm. here's why they've got the powers or why they you know why they're going to be using the powers for good now yeah and then you know the last three episodes i guess were act two and act three Mm. Mm. um and then yeah the other episodes were about 40 in the final or finale was 37 minutes this one here review overall on IMDb, it's a you want to get 6. into reviews 2. now. You don't want to talk about the show some more before I mean, you start. Don't, I don't want to spoil it too much because it's only four or five days old. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you could give overall view um, synopsis, I guess, couldn't we? I just yeah, it's it's her. She's just she's gone home for whatever reason. I still don't actually understand why she went home. Yeah. I'm not sure either. She just needed to get out of New York, and that, yeah, that I'll was have somewhere familiar, I guess. Yep. Um, and then uh, she's learning things about herself, and we're going way back in time to to ancestors of hers, and seeing you know the strong, powerful women they are. Um, and spoiler alert: Willie Fisk is alive, and mm-hmm. he just wants to continue having his uncle like niece father daughter pseudo relationship with her where she's like nah i'm mad at you dude you're the reason my daddy's dead yeah for real i'll never forgive you i'm pouring your wine down the sink yeah and um there's a line where he was like i always loved you and she goes you never even learned tried to learn sign like how much do you actually care about me yeah whereas all of which hit me i was just like oh that's a, that, that's, that's, a, that's a cold point. burn, yeah. for sure. Cold burn. Well, it just says, obviously, <laughs> after she shoots him, she flees. So that'd be why she leaves New York, to get away from that cold murder. Well, what she assumes is cold murder. But why she would go back home, I'm not sure, especially when that could risk her family safety if people found out she killed Fisk. Not to mention she knows that, like, her uncle is still, you know, in that life. Yeah. And if any of his people see 
see her, they'll know that, you know, she shot the big man. Probably some kind of reward. That may or may not happen in the show, seeing Jade's telling me we're not doing spoilies. And um, the first step is actually the highest rated of all five of them. Um, I can understand that. Which makes sense, because it's got a lot going on. It's the most happens, and also the most characters that are from Marvel stuff, like Daredevil and Wilson Fisk. Yeah. And also the old flashback for uh, the guy who got run over by a snowmobile or whatever. Uh, I don't remember. Jeremy Rammer. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. Right. <laughs> you brought it to real world. I was thinking of Marvel storylines. Yeah, like, oh, curveball, bitch. Yes, Shit. son. Got you good. Got you good. Real good, son. Man, that's bad. Um, and uh, you recognize some of the, the cast. Mm-hmm. A lot of the folks in this show, um, which, which is awesome, I recognize them oh, from so Reservation Dogs. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a the couple who are in a couple of episodes. You see them at the Pow Wow. And they're also just, you know, acquaintances of... Tan too is her name, from memory, the older lady. Yeah, and there's the, the, the grandma. And I'm guessing he's not, like, the biological grandfather because talking about how it's not his business, it's yeah. their family kind of thing. Also in um, Res Dogs, Devery Jacobs, who's yeah, one of the Bonnie. main cast in Res Dogs. She plays Bonnie. Also, she did the voice of Kahori in the What If series. She did. And she spoke a lot of the... Were they, what tribe were they? Mohawks? Yep, Mohawks. Cool. So she was speaking their dialect. So yeah, it was re- it was really cool because like every, it was like when I was watching Magnolia and I was counting all the people that were in Boogie Nights. Yeah. When I was watching Echo, I was just like, they're from Res Dogs. It's like one, two, three, four. Yeah, it was a long list, which is cool. Familiar to you, I haven't seen Res Dogs, so I was less familiar with the cast, but obviously recognized Echo from Hawk Eye. So I thought that was kind of fun. We watched the first step and then we watched the next four another night all back to back. It was almost like watching a, a movie, a Marvel movie really, mm. from start to finish in terms of duration. And Not that it really has any anything to do with what we're talking about, but yeah, we watched the first episode on the Wednesday and then we watched the next one mm. on the Saturday. Yeah. You can finish it very easily, which yes. I like. And just, yeah, I was, before you start getting into these very unkind, I'm assuming, reviews, I actually really liked the show. Yeah. It there were there were some points where I was just like, okay, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? But that's perfectly fine because those things did kind of get tied up into the the neat little bow. But yeah, I I I really enjoyed it for what it was, and um, yeah, I thought she did a killer job. Her face emotes really really mm. well. Um, her fight scenes were cool, and yeah, yeah, I, I liked I liked the the very little stuff. I guess I learnt about you know with the natives and mm. all that kind of stuff. And I liked you know peeking behind the curtain, seeing a little bit of their culture and all that kind of. Do you want to explain how the word echo comes into play and is explained? You can, because I don't remember. Oh, you were we literally just having this conversation. No. no, it was to do with all of her ancestors echoing through oh, yeah. to modern times to inform her of what to do or to help her in a, a situation those ancestors would help her in one way or another depending on the scenario what she needed in the moment right which is why she had some pretty funky powers she Occas- did occasion. occasionally not yeah. all the time she's otherwise a very human superhero albeit a, a double disabled yeah yeah, yeah. Which is a first for a superhero, I think. Unless you count Daredevil. Well, yes, of course, as a blind superhero. 
Yeah, very interesting. Um, speaking of Daredevil, one of the featured reviews on IMDb gave it a 5 out of 10 oh, I thought because we it was not Punisher or Daredevil level. That's its little tagline. Disappointing. I'm just patiently waiting for something to come even randomly close, remotely close, sorry, to being as good as the Punisher or Daredevil. Okay. So Very different. Uh, your universe. rating is based solely on based on comparing it to something that it isn't. Yep. That's literally what it is. That'd be like if we went back to 2004 and Angelina Jolie was cast as Black Widow and you were like, this sucks. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson could do a better job of this. Lol. One out of ten, Echo has no personality. I strongly disagree with that. <gasps> She's got a lot going on, son. You need to watch that a little more closely. A seven has its moments. Can't even lie, I only watched this for Kingpin, as I really wasn't feeling the Echo character from the Hawkeye series. By the time I finished, however, I had more of an understanding of who she was and what she was all about. But is she a hero? Because she seemed like a bad person most of the time. Yeah, she is... Vigilante. She is uh, definitely... She was towing the line there, and she definitely started off as a villain. Yep. But she kind of got redemption, even though she murdered someone, or at least she thought she did. And we hear that she was a vigilante or villain-esque character as well, with Nick Fury having to intervene to stop her doing something, but it shows that she could come come good from that. This is one I read to you on the Saturday night as well, and you're like, what the fuck? They gave it a seven, but they said, do yourself a favor and just watch the first episode only. Like, um, kind of defeats the purpose of being a limited series if it's just one 50-minute episode. Also, they're... And how they're basing the... So, they've, they clearly have watched the whole thing, given it a seven, but then just told them just to watch episode one. So, what are you basing the seven on? Yeah, I don't... That's... The, all of these reviews are strange to me. Yeah. I don't get it. Number five, another Disney Marvel flop. Well, there's not much to say for Echo, so I'll keep this short. Echo, in a word, is, well, boring. And five, DOA, spin-off show from a show that no one watched. Like, no one will watch this. Pointless main character. (laughs) And we're like, what? No one watched Hawkeye? I was saying this to you. Hawkeye was my favorite. But this is is obviously just strongly a me thing because Mm. it was New York in Christmas time. So I was watching the show. I'm like, this is Home Alone. It's Home Alone. (laughs) And it's lost in New York. Yeah. But it also has Linda Cardinelli. Yeah. Occasionally. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I love that lady. Sign me up. Yes. And nice. then but and yeah, the I'd never I'd never heard of the Echo character before and her getting introduced in there, I was like, Hey, this is cool. Yeah. Um and obviously the Hala uh, Hala Haley Steinfeld Kate Bishop and the Flo Flo Pew coming in as Yelena. <laughs> uh, that that whole I, I don't know how I you know. can say no. Setting one up the Thunderbolts that. as well. Yep. I don't know how you can say no one watched that. Mm-hmm. And who did watch it, me. You me. Totally interested in that yep. in the Echo character, and when they said she's getting her own series, we're like, like, "That'll be interesting." Yeah, get to learn more about it. Hundred percent, couldn't agree more. Uh, we definitely give it a lot more, a higher rating than what people on IMDb are giving it, especially if you're only basing it on one episode. And as we know, a lot of people do rate things before they even watch it, or rate it based on the fact of compa- a point of comparison, which is not the idea. It's meant to be a standalone. It is a standalone for a reason. So. Hey, if you're keen for the a very different only character, time you sign yourself up. 
do the compare thing yeah is say i watched terminator 2 loved it so much more than terminator <laughs> yes or vice versa yeah like the the follow-up or the sequel or another movie good. comes out about a, a terminator from the future that helps someone and yeah, it's just and the same plot line or like the it's, hollywood really good at this for a while they had like deep impact and armageddon come out in like the same year or whatever no things no strings attached and friends with benefits yeah, you know they, they had a lot of side by side parallel movies that like, were, we're the gonna, same but different. Costs. We're going to get our movie out first, and I yeah. remember watching Deep Impact and being like, "This movie stinks," and I remember watching Armageddon, which is not looked upon fondly, and I was just like, "This is one of the greatest movies of all time." <laughs> Michael Bay's Love done it. it again. He has. But you know, there's there's montages in mm. that where you, you just remember that Michael Clark Duncan's riding his motorcycle and being like, "Come on, get Papa Bear," when they're just trying to be like, "We're trying to send you to space, bro." <laughs> get get yourself to space, but bro. yeah, that that how do you compare a, a Marvel Disney series to the Netflix. gritty Netflix? And a, again, Punisher is and they weren't even, they're not even canon anymore. In the, in, well, they're they back are, to but. Being <laughs> They were disregarded for a while. That's why I started clicking my fingers because I thought you were going to bring up that Eldon Henson and uh, Deborah, I forget her name, were coming back as Foggy. And They've been confirmed yeah. for the cast of Daredevil. Because they've completely rewritten Yeah, which you were revealing to me Saturday night. And I'm going, that's which, a big job. Which is also going to be a spotlight and not a continued series, apparently. Aha, uh-huh. this makes sense. Well, that's what you told me. I did? Oh, yeah. I would have been, I was reading it. I was reading it. <laughs> yeah. It was Daredevil and something else that I forget. Uh, and it's in the Echo uh, trivia there on IMDb, so you guys can check it out yeah, on your right. own accord. Um, All right, seeing we're talking about reviews, what do you give it? Oh, out of 10? Yeah, why not? And then give me just a quick what you like, what you didn't like, and then we can move on. Seven. Forever. Seven, that's, that's my a, number. My nice. number. Yeah, that's what I got in the trivia today. Um, <laughs> I like right. the representation of the minorities, of the indigenous people, of someone with physical disability because we don't see it enough. Double and I'm, disability, I'm son. Double disability. And I'm all for representation of any kind. In I like diversity in my shows because uh, otherwise it's just a little boring and predictable. Yeah, the only thing this show was missing was a gay, a flamboyant one. Yeah, something. true. Yeah. Um, and obviously I like Fisk as an antagonist. Denofria. Very frightening. Oh my Very God. human. Would not want to be in the same room as him. Just quietly... The show I was watching yesterday, D'Onofrio is also in that. He's like oh, the, yeah. the Italian boss where nice. Forrest Whitaker's the... Just how different he is yeah. in that to how he is as Fisk. I just... I always yeah. forget how really much of a good actor Great performer. Is. Like, just the physicality, the whole aesthetic oh, yeah. um, is so well done. And we're assuming we're going to be seeing him again. Finale. Yeah, no spoilies. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Where will we see him? Yeah, where will we see him? And I like the fight sequences. That, I thought they were very, very good. And it seemed like she was doing pretty much all of her own stunts. So uh, props to her. Props to her. What about um, you? One thing I really liked on your behalf was you got introduced to the Rob Zombie song, Dragula. <laughs> Dig through the ditches and burn through the witches and slam in the back of my Dragula. Yes, that was a very well chosen piece of music for that fight. It yeah. just worked really well. It was really unique. And then we watched the YouTube music video <laughs> shortly after. Really had genuinely not heard that before and you're singing I'm every lyric. so yeah. shocked, honestly, because yeah. I was like, how'd this one get past it? But I'm like, she does have an eclectic music taste. So, so eclectic. So if, if this yeah. did get swept, well, you want to be a DJ, you're a tad. Yeah. If this did get swept I, under the rug. I, I, I'm so eclectic, anyone can hire me. That's the beauty of my No, but they my can't. Because they'll be all like, hey, 
we need you to put on like uh, new metal, rock, metal, uh, all the hits from like the late 90s, early 2000s, go, and you don't play Dragula, everyone will be like, what, what's going on? Why didn't she play Rob Zombie? Well, lucky it was a past life then. <laughs> <laughs> what rating are you giving it? Um, I'm going the 7 out of 10 too. Yep. Uh, 7 out of 10 too. 7 out of 10 as well. Yep. Uh, I I don't know if this is recency bias for me, but it's comfortably number two for me in the standalone Marvel After series Hawkeye. by Disney. After Hawkeye. See, uh, WandaVision is probably number one for me. And I've already covered pretty much by saying the stuff I like, like, you know, yep. getting a little bit to know with the culture there. You said it better than I did with the, the diversity and all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I actually, I'd love for him to... It's a spotlight series. Doesn't mean I'd the love character for can't him. end up somewhere else, right? Correct, but I would I wouldn't mind getting to know some of these characters a little more. Especially, I don't know why my brain is wired like this, but to me, Devery Jacobs is like up here, like yeah, star. Yeah. So I was just like, I want to get to know Bonnie a little more. Yeah, she was so, not in it a lot. And same with the the grandmother, just knowing yeah. like the life she's lived and the lineage. Know. And yeah, learning more about that would have been killer. You know, the powwow. You know, some dude shot a bazooka, mm. and they were like, "Hey, fireworks!" So mm-hmm. I was just like, "Where's this going?" Yeah, they so, had a lot to cram in. Unlike all the dickhead reviews you read, I actually was left wanting more. So I really enjoyed it. Nice. I just the one thing I would have changed mm. was just maybe just a smidgen more action. That's it. Yeah, true. Whether it be on the Fisk side or the Echo side, just you know. Just to Wouldn't establish have how where, dangerous yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, the other thing I watched um, recently, it just finished last week, was Apple TV's Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Hey, um, this is great. We're getting to talk about... This two... is real brief. Wait, wait, wait. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Ego and US Agent right now. <laughs> MCU, it's everywhere, I Damn tell you. Right. But it is set after the battle between Godzilla and the Titans because we're introduced to these big monsters known as Titans in one of the previous Godzilla films. So it's set after that and it's canon in that sense. Apple TV, it's a nice big budget, it's a really cool cast. But basically, um, now that the wider public know that monsters are real. Do you know what's fucked up? The two out of the two of us. Yeah. I'm the bigger Godzilla fan. Yeah. You've seen this. Son. You should. I definitely recommend it. How many um, apps? How many apps? How many apps? Ten. Ten Apple, episodes. Apple. Apple. All right, cool. Um, very easy watch. Very good TV series. It's got, um, funnily, Wyatt Russell and Kurt Russell playing the same person because half of the show is set in the 50s and the other show is set in 2013. I think the San Fran attack is. Um, so there's a bit of a time gap there. But yeah, Kurt is playing um, Lee Shaw, the older version of his own son, which is fun. Um, and there are a lot of people like, man, I really love the, f- the storyline from the 50s. It was really well done. The cast is cool. Uh, it's them trying to lure Godzilla to essentially try and destroy him. But obviously there are some characters like those at oh, Monarch. No, not Godzilla. Etc. How could they do that to him? Yeah. Uh, that sympathize with us. him and try and uh, try and protect him in that sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got a mostly new cast to me. There's some familiar faces for sure. Um, mostly, you know, the Russell father and son. But there's also Kiersey Clemens who played Iris West in the latest Flash. Uh, she's a she was recognisable for some reason. I thought I'd seen her in more things than that. A lot of this is set in 
San Fran, a lot is in Japan. So we get to move around a little bit. So there's a lot of Japanese actors within the show as well, which is cool. Um, like Anna Sawai and Ren Waterby. Uh, it's got a few different directors over the 10 episodes. Um, and it seems that we're waiting to hear if there's a second season. It has a very open ending. The finale final scene was awesome. I was like, oh, this is exciting. Also, give us a season two. Um, and I just thought it was cool to move back and forth between these two timelines um, and to sort of uncover some mysteries that were happening with some of the characters, like who are they, where they've been, why are they acting this way? thought the budget was really, really good. So you got some quality. A lot of people are like, there's not enough monsters. I'm like, there's a monster per episode, which is a kind of a spoiler, but it can't be monsters all the time. We also, need to it's know... legacy of monsters, not monsters. Yeah. Like, you're going to see very different Titans. You're going to see a bit of Godzilla. Um, and there's definitely a monster in every episode. Um, done in really, done really, really well in really cool ways. But this is more about Monarch, the organization, who are trying to rein all of this in and protect everyone else um by having all the information and taking on these monsters um but yeah it's there on apple i think it will get a season two because it's been well received um and yeah it was just a lot of lot of fun i don't know how think kurt of it as a drama first and then action well apparently kurt and wyatt can't stand each other so it's just the perfect <laughs> show for them to be in together because they're in different timelines also they're that's that's a bold-faced lie they're, they're father very, and son, and they're playing the same characters. So they they're very happily the father son. They are. So yeah, Monarch, go check it out. myself and Jed Marie. I'm going to finish off with my favorite quote, which wasn't spoken but signed in echo. Violence was always our language. You do you, boo. Thank you for tuning in to Not Another Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. All one word, Not Another Podcast with two Ts. Or check us out on Twitter, Tweets by Nap. Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Why do you have to do the you do you poo? Je désolé. You apologizing in French? Je désolé.